three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Welcome to the podcast, Karen. Hey, Asher. Thank you so much. I'm excited. It's been a minute. Yes, it's been a minute. For people that don't know who I am, my name is Kara Pilgrim. I am a vision board strategist. I live in Grenada, West Indies. I want to turn this around so you guys can see the beach, but it's okay. I live across the street from the beach. I'm also an Airbnb host. So we're bringing vision board and Airbnb together and make your life a visual experience. (laughs) Awesome. One, yes. one of the things, I, I guess, uh, a question I'd love to ask you and to kind of get people a, and a, a chance to meet you for the first time if they haven't heard episode 38 of the podcast is who do you say you are? Who do I say I am? Yes, ma'am. I'm a beautiful mess called Karen Pilgrim, Vision Board University, CEO and founder. <laughs> that is who I am. <laughs> Awesome. And what what brought you to uh, Grenada, where you're at now, and doing your your thing in vision boarding and Airbnb? Okay, so my dad is from Grenada, West Indies, and my mother was from Trinidad, West Indies. And they came to visit me in Atlanta. From here, they retired to Grenada. And when they came to Atlanta, my mom ended up having a triple bypass. And uh, after her surgery, she was just excited to come back home. And I said, I'm not sending my mom back to Grenada without the the proper care. So I wanted to come with them to see what it was about, who are their physicians. And so I decided to come for three weeks and three weeks turned into two years. The pandemic hit, I got stuck here. Um, My mom had a stroke and we couldn't get her out of the country in time and God rest her soul. She passed away, but not in vain because I'm here with my dad and my 95-year-old grandmother, and I brought my business of visioning here and also assisting with the Airbnb, which has been a blessing in disguise because my mom always said, I want you to come to Grenada. I want you to speak to the young people, and now I'm here. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do is take my tears and turn it into happy tears and live her dream out of speaking to the young people and making a difference and also building my business and brand here. So it's great opportunities here in Grenada and I'm excited. I'm excited to share and I'm excited to change lives through vision. Awesome. I guess what's it been like introducing the uh, people of Grenada to vision boarding? It's, it's been a little challenging just because um, here a lot of people can't see, I don't want to say they can't see past tomorrow. But the things that I get, because I'm excitement all day. And you see, look at me. When I walk down the street, they're like, I love your hair. I love your glasses. Out. So I'm like hype man all day because I see the opportunities here. Like I can see myself um, doing a podcast here with some of the young people, helping them with entrepreneurship, helping them to be better young men and young women, but they don't see it. They're like, how are you going to do that? Nobody listens here. Nobody takes a chance. 
That right there is a challenge I want to attack. And I am so excited because the network of people I have in the States, I plan to have one of the um, themed out rooms for them to come and visit. And we can set up different workshops. So example, a David Chance. If I bring David Chance here, he can speak about sleepers for suckers. He can do the podcast here. Him and Donnie Wiggins, they can do the morning meetup from here. And for people to visually see that happening in real time, it changes lives, it changes minds. But right now they can't see it, so they don't believe it. So I have to be the change that ha- that makes it happen. Is there yeah. a bit is there a big um American influence in Grenada? There are a few Americans that um are Grenadian born mm-hmm. that are slowly returning back, especially due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're here, the country is finally open, but there wasn't any big numbers here when it came to COVID. So life went on, people had uh, curfews, but we were fine. Mm. So during that time, a lot of people were trying to get over here. Um, This country is built of a lot of Syrians, uh, people from Dubai, and some Americans that are returning that are Grenadian born. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm building my network. I'm finding them. I'm building my network. So that's a beautiful thing. Gotcha. The the reason I ask is because I, I was just curious what it's like when you're um outside of America and maybe like like hip hop culture might be a big thing that kind of like goes outside the American borders and people have a different view of what life is like in America. So I was kind of curious, like, do people long to be like, okay, I want to go visit America or do they yes. like I want to do things like that? Or does the environment kind of like prevent them from not believing in the things that like Americans believe or like put forth? Well, the people here, what I can say, the, 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 the folks of Grenada West Indies, Mm -hmm. they know more about our politics than I do. Like, honestly, I don't Mm -hmm. watch the news because I could care less, but they can tell you about Trump. They can tell you about Biden and Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. And um, I sit here and they're asking me my opinion. I said, I don't really watch the news. I really don't care for it because that has a lot to do with my visioning. If I continuously get up in the morning and watch that, that's too much negativity for me, especially if I have events to do on Zoom with schools, universities or corporations. My mind has to have clarity. Mm-hmm. And right now, Biden and Ukraine and all. No, they're not giving me any time. But. Everybody here wants to go to the United States. They have to get a visa. They have to have a reason and they have to want to come back. That's one of the main things here. But they always ask me like, um, the fashion, uh, do I know Beyonce? (laughs) I know her PR person, but no, I don't know Beyonce. Um, But a lot of them strive to go to the universities in the States um, and even do an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial things as in going there shopping and bringing things here for the stores, that kind of thing. But as for being an American here, it can be a little challenging because the minute they hear my accent, a lot of people think I'm a millionaire. So the cost of everything goes up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a barber, his regular price could be $10 and then it turns into 30 because of my accent. Mm. So yeah. Um, the men here, um, it's a little challenging because they're not used to women speaking up mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you have Karen Pilgrim who will speak her mind, but um, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I have to put a lot of men in their place, but they'll learn. Yeah. You know, I'm teaching them boundaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a new day. I try to explain to them, it's 2022. This is not 1950. You're not clubbing me over the head and telling me go make babies and wash dishes. It doesn't work like that. We actually have minds of our own. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people want to be housewives. Others want to be CEOs. Some want to do both, and that's perfectly fine. But we are allowed to have our own opinions and uh, do what we need to as women. Here, it's it's a dialogue. Yeah. It's a dialogue. Yeah. And so I guess with with um, um, speaking to the youth, do you have that as kind of a pushback? Do you is like the audience seem to be easier to talk to the the women, the young women or the, the young men? Like, do they gravitate towards you or are they like suspicious of you? Like, wait, who are you? What are you trying to do? I get a little of both. I get a little of both. I have some that gravitate towards me because they want to know what I'm doing here Mm -hmm. um, and if I'm going to utilize them for work. Uh, The women are a little resistant sometimes because they either think I'm there to take their husbands, which I'm not, or they're men. No, that's not what I'm here for. And sometimes when I speak up a lot, some of them feel like I'm out of line Mm -hmm. because they're so used to whatever it is they do, conforming to their husbands or it's it's a whole cultural thing but yeah yeah i um i i i try to be a peacemaker and sometimes it doesn't work but i do have to say it starts a conversation mm-hmm. so that's a plus we start a conversation so i am planning to collaborate with a group called um brown brunching brown skin brunching mm-hmm. And we're going to do brunching here and I'm going to have different titles and different conversations and introduce the young people to some powerhouses that we have here. Some women that are building hotels or own their own businesses. And I'm going to bring them together and start a conversation and help the millennials that are here and the teenagers and let them see that it's okay to be a woman that speaks up for her rights. Um, do not allow yourself to be spoken down to. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited because it's a change. It's a change. And um, I'm going to be in conversation with the prime minister, which is big, which equals to be in in a conversation with Biden and uh, President Biden. So that is awesome to even get a meeting with him. So I'm working on getting my whole plan together and coming with an agenda and uh, he's going to hear me out and we're going to make some changes here. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like you world changer, world traveler. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now I have a question for you. Yes. Are you planning to travel anytime soon now that the pandemic is coming? I, I don't know if it's coming to a close, but the countries are opening up. Yes. I'm actually planning to go back to uh, Belize here soon in a few weeks, um, go out with some friends and uh, explore a little bit, celebrate. Awesome. Awesome. Is that on your vision board? No, but well, it's, it's in my mental vision board, but okay. I've yet to um, 
put it up. Actually, this would be an ideal place for it because just like the walls blank behind me, it's blank in front of me. So it's like moving into a new place. I need to have things up to look at and just be like, okay, like that, that's something to uh, get out and look at during this time, because especially during the, um, like the winter months, it's, Mm -hmm. it's easier to kind of fall back, hibernate a little bit until things look better. But, um, relocating and having some something new to look forward to um interacting with people being able to work outside and things like that have been a big plus for me that's good that's good because one thing i've I've looked i've noticed about you from the last time we spoke you're getting a little more energy before you were a little close (laughs) you're slowly opening it up yeah i can't wait till i get the big boom the i am asher and this is my podcast That's what I'm looking for. So on your vision board, I hope to see excitement, being excited about your podcast and the other goals you have coming towards you. Once you have that behind you that you can see when you're speaking to someone, it makes your audience excited. It makes you excited. And it starts to attract the people and the things you need in your life. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you wake up in the morning, what is it you're seeing first? So you have to set up, like intentionally set up words of affirmation, Hmm. set up your furniture a certain way that it excites you to go out and do what you need to do. Because you doing the podcast, you are making a difference in somebody's life because everybody's story is needed for somebody to make a difference in their life. Hmm. So with you, when you wake up, you have the name of your podcast and you say, I am, what's the name of your podcast? It's my time podcast. It's Come on now, Asher. It is your time. It is your time. Let's get it. And every morning you should get up with excitement. When God blesses you to get up and breathe that fresh air, you should get up and say, it's my time. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to change your life today. So every time you get on here and introduce somebody, it's your time. It's your time. And you're amazing. You are powerful. You are changing lives. Those are the affirmations you need to add to your wall. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) i'm so excited to be here talking to you because i'm in a different country you're in atlanta and just from technology it's so much we could do it's Mm -hmm. so much we could do to make a difference yeah a hundred percent because it's uh it's funny because it's it's one thing to be able to to have this versus having nothing and then also just when you see someone in person again it's just that much more how would you say almost it's it's like you're able to break break the boundaries but when you're not able to have that in-person interaction like this this is a a great thing yeah it is it is i want to ask you what's three things that you see around you right now and you got five seconds to tell me just three (laughs) things ready five four Three, two, one. What's the first thing? I see this uh, blue marker right here. A blue marker. Yeah. Okay, number two. Always good for writing. I see this uh, hat a friend made for me. It's a hat? Uh, yes. It says subscribe? It? Yeah, it says subscribe on it. It's a monogram. Oh, okay. And number I've three? Pretty much worn it out. And of course, I see this uh, bookshelf back over here with... Um, Assortment of different books and things like that. Okay. 
So here we go. As a visionary, this is what it means. Because when I ask you that question, mm -hmm. it's what's attracting you right now. So yeah. number one, you have the eraser pen. That pen is for you to write out your vision, write out your goals, to see where you're going to go within the next few months, not mm -hmm. next year or next five years, the next few months, I'm talking mm -hmm. four to six months. Number two, the hat. You're wearing the hat of a CEO, but you have to believe it, see it and be it. OK, the last one is the books. The books is for you to research and master your craft so you can go to the next level and build your brand to <laughs> to help all these lives that are going to be listening to your podcast. Yeah, that's your vision. Thank you. You're that, welcome. You're very welcome. And that that how you break that down so quickly is it's always I'm always amazed to see that that mastery and just the, the simplicity in which you present it. Oh, thank you so much. It's something I had to study. Um, and for anybody that's interested in visioning, the first thing I say is listen to the secret, watch the movie or listen to the um, the audio. It's amazing. It will shift the way you think of things because in order for you to to visualize your best self, it's a mind shift, a mind shift. Mm -hmm. Things that you used to watch, you're going to delete. People that you hang out with, you're going to change your environment. The things you hear, you're going to change it. The things you are reading, you're going to change. The things you're watching, it changes your sight. So listen to the secret. Watch the secret. It's amazing. They have it on Netflix. They have it on YouTube. Go watch it. Um, once you do that, start changing the things in your environment around you. And it's going to enlighten you on who you need for your podcast, who's going to build it up to what you want it to be. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm planning to do a podcast eventually. I haven't set a date yet. I mm -hmm. need to. But I plan to speak to visionaries here in Grenada and taking their vision and networking, networking with my United States network bring them together and see how we could bring opportunities to this area. Hmm. And it's going to be called I am vision. Hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. I guess with, with um, being a visionary and the people that you're meeting in Grenada, do you see a, a big, um, is there a, a big community of entrepreneurship? Like do people, um, are people kind of branching out on their own to kind of develop their thing or are they looking to build within like a, a government entity or like a corporate environment? Do they have like, this is how life is going to be kind of similar to the culture where the women may not be as outspoken? So the people that are here, a lot of them are entrepreneurs. On this block alone, there's about four bars. Mm -hmm. There are about five fruit stands. And so they do have that entrepreneurial um, sense Mm -hmm. but they don't have the branding and the marketing, mm -hmm. which is something we're trained or we study. So if you have somebody selling mangoes and plantains, somebody will come and set up a shop right next to you and sell mango plantains and maybe bananas. So I'm like, what's going on? But everybody's in competition. And then the community goes to whoever they like, whoever's a family member or a friend of the family. And even the fishermen, fishermen here they go out they get fish by the droves and then they just sell it there's no marketing that it's who you know yeah so that's something i wanted to speak to the community about like how can you bring your 
vision to the forefront with something unique to be different from someone else. But I have to, you know, get to know the area. Some people mm-hmm. are asking questions, but in order for me to do some sort of workshop or community meeting, I have to do something to set it off. Mm-hmm. So it's more of your action than your words. Once I have the action, then they'll follow my words. But there are a lot of entrepreneurs here. It's when I tell you opportunity, I'm just waiting for Derek Harper because we are supposed to collaborate on something here. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But there are entrepreneurs here. They just don't have that marketing and branding background. I guess even without that that background, have you met um, have you met more people that have like have just started or people that have been in business long-term and have been successful in that? Um, There are quite a few people. It's like generations Mm. of things going on. Um, As for the major business owners, I've met the hotel owners here that are building, that have come here from Dubai or from Syria. And in my head, I just kept asking, like, how do you come to another country and just... They said the opportunity was here and they just went out and did it. They spoke to the prime minister, they got their land and they're building these um, six star hotels, which is incredible to me. So what I was asking during the discussion is, do you plan to collaborate with some Grenadians and help the young people? Because you can't hire them as the maids and the cooks and you're not partnering with them to either bring their businesses into a boutique, you know, have a conversation or mentor some to do that. Um, They're bringing it to the table. It's going to be a discussion, but that's something on my list to speak to the, um, to the prime minister about, because I'm in love with this place. I'm in love with the people, but I got to get them to love me. Yeah. They love my energy, but my strategic planning, when somebody's used to doing something the same way over and over and not have a change, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I'm trying to wake them up and, and bring something, bring something fresh and new to the, to the table here. That's good. Yeah. I guess it, it's, it's interesting because um, I've, it's rare to hear someone mention what you mentioned to like approach someone that's building out like a six-star hotel and say, Hey, have you, are you thinking about partnering with the locals instead of just saying like, okay, here's what I can get from here because I just see the opportunity of what I can gain. But it's like, what else can you give back to the local people aside from just housing or like a, a uh, luxurious experience? Yeah. Cause even in America, it's all about the questions that you ask. Mm-hmm. You can't allow opportunities to go past you. And if I'm here in another country, it's like, why not just ask tomorrow's right. not promised. Right. I'll go to the grave with my questions. No, if I'm at a, if I'm at dinner and I hear somebody having a conversation about opening up a business, oh yes, nosy Karen is going to say, "Excuse me, can I ask a question?" Sorry, I, I happen to hear you, and that's how it usually starts. I, I've interrupted some meetings and, and um, excuse me, I heard your conversation. Can I just? And they're like, "Yeah, come on over." Mm. I haven't gotten to mind your business yet. I've gotten yeah. to come on over <laughs> yeah. and share. So that's been a blessing, but. Um, we have to ask the questions because the next generation is going to miss out. Yeah. And it, especially our Brown and black community, we have to be the voice of mm-hmm. the un, unheard. Yeah. 
And I, I like what you're doing because it it's what's funny is that from the time I, I met you, um, I guess things are always going on on the internet and um, depending on what you pay attention to and what you let in, like some things could be for a laugh or other things like the happenings of the world can kind of bring you down. But I'm not, I'm sure you may have noticed like with your name, like certain people, um, people that might be Caucasian or white that have the similar name or they've been given like the pseudo name, they, <laughs> they, they tend to put their nose kind of like where it doesn't belong. And usually uh-huh. it's like, ah, oh, come on, get out of here. But it's like you are, are, it's like in you being yourself and not becoming like a character that I guess the internet has kind of deemed. It's like you're doing almost the opposite. Like you're not putting your nose in where it doesn't belong. Like you're being inquisitive about something to help the people that you're engaging in conversation. You're not just trying to like get people locked up because they're not doing something that doesn't. Right. <laughs> doesn't they, fall in line. They've obviously gone through the channels to start their businesses here. Foreign mm-hmm. or not, they've gotten the go ahead. Mm-hmm. So why not engage with them and try to come up with some sort of plan that we could help the young people that are here and the young people that can't believe, will somebody give me an opportunity? Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully I'm the person to speak life into them. That's what I'm hoping. Um I'm striving just to make a difference here, leave a stamp because my mother, when she passed away, I didn't realize how many lives she has changed around here. I'm talking every time she came to the state, she bought all these backpacks and and school supplies. And a lot of the young people told me your mom helped pay my tuition or she helped me get through school or she brought me sneakers. And my dad laughs because he said, now now I know where my money was going. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she didn't die in vain. She did not die in vain. She changed a lot of lives. And um, the stories that I hear about her are so beautiful that there's a reason for me to be here in Grenada. And I have to finish her work. And with that, I'm just adding the visioning. I'm adding the opportunities. I'm adding a smile on somebody's face to make a difference. That's awesome. I guess, yeah. and even to to uh, give testimony, give testimony to that. I guess since we've started, I feel like the smile on my face just keeps growing and growing the more we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asher, I just see nothing but greatness to you because one thing about you, you've always invested in yourself, no matter who. <laughs> What conference or meeting I'm at, I'm like, there's Asher. <laughs> if it's not ET, it's David. You took to the podcast. You said you were going to do it. You followed through. And what is this? Two years later, you're still going. Yeah. So I am proud of you for that. That is a visionary right there. That is a visionary. And you haven't stopped. Um, I saw that you, I think you interviewed your dad. Yeah. Yeah. We had a. A, a couple of conversations and it, it was, it was, it was, it was a start. I think I'll maybe tweak it a little bit more in the future, but I was like, well, when opportunity shows up, you, you've kind of just got to jump on it. It can't always be like structured like this or yeah. things like that, but make hay but while it, the sun shines. Right. And it was just beautiful that your dad even trusted you to have a conversation with you because I know there was a time where you were even afraid of talking about entrepreneurship with your parents. 
coming from African background, I, I know it's the same thing with West Indian parents. I mean, they expect you to go to college, get the nine to five, all the benefits, then find your spouse, bring those three kids. And <laughs> some of us are not going down that route. So I'm excited that your dad is um, is supporting your journey and um, he's having the conversation. So that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, if you if you were fearful of doing that, that could have blocked the blessing. And here yeah. you've opened the door for you and your dad to to talk it out and and share your story with other people. So that's a beautiful vision. And that's a completed and successful podcast right there. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. I look forward to seeing how much stuff you're going to be doing. Are you planning to write a book? Uh, who knows? <laughs> At least you didn't say no, so that's right, good. Right. And I mean, I, I mean, it, the more I, the more I look at this, it, it's like the energy that I put into this. It's becoming its own thing, and even um, getting back into what I something similar to what I was doing before working nine to five or uh, whatever the hours of the day might be eight, mm-hmm. eight to six or something like that. I I'm enjoying parts of that. Like there's like being able to work, like, I guess you'd say boys will love to play in the dirt, play in the backyard. I'm literally doing that and getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and like, at the same time, looking at this and and not running away from the vision or not ignoring it, like of course, like you mentioned, even with vision boarding, it's like some sometimes you need to be able to step away from things and do the research, write yeah. out the plan, and really things think things through. And mm-hmm. being able to have that bit of stability and kind of look at this and say, okay, well maybe this needs to be tweaked a little bit and put a little bit more attention here than, um, than I'm, I may have before. And it's investing in myself again and, and just being okay with, with that and not trying to overcorrect one way or the other too much. I, I think that that's been a big thing recently. That's good. Cause here's the thing, even though you have a nine to five, it's okay to have a nine to five. Not all entrepreneurs need to just jump out on faith and because everybody's not structured or disciplined enough to do that. Right. And, and when you are working your nine to five, those are your guinea pigs for what you want to do. You utilize your coworkers as your podcast hosts. Have them on. Let them t- tell their story as you perfect what you're doing. As you're reading and mastering what you want to do as an entrepreneur, those are your customers. Because when yeah. you write your book, guess who's going to buy it first? your your co-workers they're right there around you so everybody who's rushing to leave their jobs to be entrepreneurs no you need that discipline to be an entrepreneur you still got to get up yeah you still have to set up your podcast you still have to set up who you're going to be speaking to write down the the questions and edit and all that that's a job but it's yeah. something that you love to do. So when you're disciplined and doing your nine to five, you will work towards being successful in your entrepreneurship journey. So don't rush to leave your nine to five. If you love it, you stay right there, continue to do it because you can blend the two together. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, I guess in my downtime, I, I, I'll call it that and not really research, but I, 
I'd come across this movie before and it was through someone's YouTube channel. And I think they called it counter arguments and mm-hmm. the movie's called um, 12 angry men. And it is basically, he's basically um, highlighted one of the videos. It's like how to change someone's mind. And that's kind of like the premise of the whole movie where you mm-hmm. have uh a boy is on trial for murdering his dad and the 12 jurors have to come up with a unanimous um, decision of guilty or not guilty. And the, the only reason that they would vote not guilty is if there's any reasonable doubt. And basically they kind of go throughout the whole thing. And the way the person was kind of breaking down the video essay, they're just kind of like pulling at things. And I was like, wow, that's really neat. And of course I'd seen this maybe last year or the year before and I think the guys, he stopped basically making videos and he made a, a similar video kind of recapping where he was at currently in the headspace. And he was like, well, I'm doing this for the hopes of making it big and maybe it's not working out in that same vein. But um, he's like, I'm going to take a break for a while. I don't know how long it's going to be. And maybe it'll be a few months or maybe it'll be longer. But when I figure it out, I'll I'll let you guys know. And I was listening to it and I was like, that, that, that's real for me because I was like, sometimes it it, it feels like that because you, you can start something, whether it's like, oh, it's this grand thing that I'm going to do. And it's just going to be like this laid out perfectly. (laughs) And then of course you start doing it and it's like, oh, wow, this is work. And it's like, if you're already working and you're doing work on top of work, it's like, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And then if things aren't panning out in the way that you want them to, you really have to reevaluate why it is that you're doing something. And then if the effort you keep putting into it is really worthwhile and it's um, if it is, you keep going. And if it's not, you have to be honest enough to kind of cut your losses and to see someone to that level, I guess, um, yeah, I guess I'd say to that, to the level. And, and it's, it's one thing to see like numbers. And that's something mm-hmm. that I've tried to kind of wean myself off of to be like, okay, you want to get more listeners or you want to get more subscribers. But then the more I look at it, it's like in order to, to move the needle in a certain way, it's going to require more work or just more out of me that I might not be able to give at this time. And it's like, if I can't do that, why not? I, I shouldn't torment myself just to be like, oh, it's got to be this. It's got to be this. It's like, no, just take it to the very like basic essence of what it is that you're striving to do and do that to where it, it can still work and you can keep something going consistently rather than just like scraping the bottom of the barrel and just be like, oh, well, I just kind of show up. It's like, hey. And then it's like, if if I don't show up, like you were saying with that energy of like, okay, let's go have the excitement, have the the presence of mind to share with you and to share with the audience. It's like, it, it's going to show through and just be like, oh, this guy's just kind of phoning it in. Like, what, what are you doing here? Like, well, one really thing going I, on? I want to share with you is that when it feels like that and it feels like it's overwhelming, you have to take care of you first. Mm-hmm. Most nobody's going to get the message. And then know your lane. You know, when it gets overwhelming, call Nikki. You know, call Mustafa. They'll help you. They mm-hmm. do social media. Because sometimes 
you, you just have to know your lane. If it's exhausting and this is what you want to do and you got to take a break, put somebody to run your social media for now while you take your break. Because mm-hmm. I know you, you're an organizer. I know you have a stockpile of stuff, of, of videos that they can run or they'll clip some of your old stuff, bring it back. There's a way to do things, but you have to take care of you first. Right. You cannot allow your body to take a, a, a meltdown and, and, and suffer. If your mind, your brain, your body is telling you, I need a timeout, take a timeout. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you lose five followers, 50 more will come back when you're healthier. Yeah. Take care of you first, especially if you're, sorry, it's mosquitoes flying <laughs> around you. But um, as an as a entrepreneur, as a CEO, as a visionary, you have to take care of you first. And if it means shutting down everything just to sit in silence or go on a beach or just sit in your room and drink some water and enjoy a movie, mm-hmm. it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. You have to enjoy life sometime and yeah. regroup. And then you just come back and get back to the plan. That's it. Sometimes we, we burn the, 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 the oil, the midnight oil, and we're not seeing the afternoon light. Does it make sense? Yeah. Does it make sense? And we're here trying to pour into people, but who's pouring into us? Yeah. Take care of you first. And if you're not enjoying it, leave it. Something else will come up. It's funny. I, I had a chance to catch up with a buddy of mine yesterday for a little bit. He's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, well, I'm just chilling out, watching some uh, Saturday morning cartoons from back in the day. And mm-hmm. it's kind of in the afternoon right now, but it's not too bad. And he's like, that sounds like some good self-care right there. And I was like, there yep, you go. Yep. <laughs> there you go. My dad is retired and he wakes up and every morning he says, I can't I wake up at five. I don't understand. I said, you're retired. You can wake up whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You can eat breakfast for dinner. <laughs> you can do whatever you can go to the beach. But he has been so um, conditioned to nine to five, eat breakfast, sit at the desk, go to lunch at 12. No, we can eat lunch whenever we want. Mm-hmm. I pack a lunch. We go to the beach. We chill out. We read a book there. I go swimming or kayaking. You have to make life what you want it to be. Enjoy it to the fullest because you can be replaced. Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part. You go to your nine to five. Anything happens to you. They're asking, when are you coming back? You have a heart attack. They could care less about the heart attack. Do you know when you're returning? Can you bring your doctor's note? But when you're your own CEO, you have to tell yourself, I need this break right now. I need to be okay because I am powerful. I am great. But you also need love and you're also soft at times and you need a hug. And that's okay. But we have to remember that. You're human. You're human. And you just have to remember, just be good to yourself so you can be good to others. I love it. What one more question I have to ask you is um, from the question earlier, are you still who you say you are? Am I who I am? Am I who I s- are you still who you said you were? Am I still who I am? I am, but I'm growing. It changes every minute because I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm an educator, I'm a youth advocate. And I'm growing and it adds on and on. But a lot of people think I'm independent. I'm strong. I'm tough. No, 
I don't choose to be independent. I have to be independent. But I'm open to getting a partner as long as he's willing to be um, worthy of my <laughs> all of this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, every day I grow and I become somebody more. The more I study, the more I learn, the more I'm open to new things. I'm not the same person that I was yesterday. I'm not the same person that I was two years ago. Every minute, every hour, it changes. So not only um, am I a CEO of Visionary, I'm also a friend to Asher of It's My Time podcast. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if I could ask you to give some advice to the younger women that are coming up that are looking up to you or that have that same moniker of um, strong and independent. But like you said, you you don't want to just be independent on your own kind of on this island. Like what, what would you say to younger women like you've told your, your daughters possibly to be able to um, allow someone to like allow the right person in their space to partner with, to not just be like, okay, I'm, it's just me against the world. It's like how... How long is that good for? First of all, I would say just be open. Be open. Not everybody's a doctor or a lawyer. There's some goat herders here. You never know. With you being a part of their life, they you might build a whole goat business that you never even knew you were going to do. But be open to people. And not only that, um, you know, God has built somebody for us somewhere. So it's not for us to go out searching for anybody. Build yourself up. And God is going to send the right person to build with you. But you have to build you, love you, so somebody else can come along and enjoy the happy you. So that's my advice. Be your best you. So then you can get that best person that's going to come and be the icing on the cake for you. I like that. And I guess that that goes both ways because it's like the the more you build yourself, whether you're a man or a woman, the easier it is to um, to attract other people that are kind of like-minded in, in a way to where it's not, you, you don't feel like you'd be taken advantage of in any way. And it's like, okay, I, I can trust this person because they're secure mm-hmm. within themselves and they're, they don't feel like they have to always do something to kind of like get over or like win affection or something in, in that regard. Yeah. The people that are around you, you have to um, teach them boundaries, you know, You have to, if you know you have a significant other, treat them the way you would want that person to treat you. If it's words of affirmation, tell them you are handsome, you are beautiful, so you can get that back in return. A lot of the times we're breaking down each other and then we're surprised when somebody's breaking us back down. You know what I'm saying? You're telling your boyfriend, your man, whatever, um, I can't stand you. Every time you come home, you don't bring anything for me. Instead of saying, I'm so grateful that you got home safely. You know, I love you. I miss you. But let's go for a walk together. Pray together. Build something together. Um, And you'll see. When you invest in yourself, you're going to invest in that person that invests in you. So, like I said, be open. Be open to possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, let the people know where they can find you and just be on the lookout for what's to come with 
yourself and Vision Board University? So Vision Board University is working on a new website. So I apologize for that. I'm supposed to be ready. Stay ready. Um, I also have my Instagram. It's underscore Vision Board University. I have a workbook that's going to be coming out. I also have a children's book that's coming out. It's going to be called Vision of Me. Who do you see? And um, TikTok is coming soon. TikTok is coming soon. But you can always uh, Instagram me. You can email me at visionboarduniversity at Gmail or just reach out to me. DM me. I love speaking to people. I love doing events and I work with everyone. Um, my niche is everyone. <laughs> so you guys follow me on uh, Instagram. That's the best way to go. And uh, I'm so excited for anybody who reaches out to me because it's all about visioning and it's all about mind shift. So anything that, that's bad going on in your life, we're going to shift it to a positive because you have to go through the mess in order to get to your dreams. Awesome. Thank you, Karen. You're welcome. And Asha, I'm so proud of you. Happy 2022 and continue to build you because your better half is coming soon. Yes, ma'am. <laughs>